And we are excited and we're welcome everybody to our very first podcast episode, if I said that right again. Uh, we're excited what God has blessed with this ministry and you are listening to Thy Word is True podcast ministries. And um, I am one of your hosts. I am Brother Scott Roberts. I'm joined by my other host, Brother Joel Moreno. Hello. Nice to meet you. And uh, yes, he is Mexican. Hallelujah. And we're excited about that. As we said before, we're just going to bring a little spice to this thing. And uh, what was that you say, Joe? We all know a little Mex- Mexican what, or a little Spanish. What is that? Taco. We all know taco. We all know taco. <laughs> so that's good to know right there. Amen. And uh, so we're just going to be honest with you here. We don't know what exactly we're doing, uh, but we just, again, want to bring the light of God's truth out into an untruthful world. And that is uh, our statement to our podcast ministries. We want God's truth to be enlightened out in an untruthful world. Amen. And Lord knows, Joel, we live in a world that doesn't like the truth. Correct. You know? I agree. And um, so what we're going to do here is uh, we're going to have a word of prayer with everybody. I'm going to ask Brother Joel to lead us in prayer. And then after that, we're going to give you a little testimony from each of us and kind of introduce ourselves to you and uh, what God has done in our life and where he's brought us to. And then uh, and then we're going to kind of get into our our topic that we pray the Lord has allowed us to discuss with y'all today. So, Joel, let's pray for us. Already, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for allowing us this day, Lord, for allowing us another day of life and the opportunity to do this podcast, Lord. I pray that it could be a blessing, Lord, and yes. that you give us the knowledge, Lord, the wisdom to partake this podcast, Lord, and I pray that you uh, let us study your word, Lord, and mm-hmm. let us be truthful in your word, and uh, let us interpret it correctly, Lord, and I pray that everything you give us, Lord, could come directly from you and not our opinion, Lord, not our thoughts, but your truth. And Lord, I pray that the people that listen to it, Lord, that they could understand that we're trying to apply your truth, Lord, like you've always wanted us to do. And I pray for the listeners, Lord, that you give them a heart willing to learn and that you show us as well, Lord, as we're doing this podcast and Mm. teach us how to do it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Joel. We'll uh, introduce ourselves to you here again. My name is Brother Scott Roberts. Uh, I'm the associate pastor here at Victor Baptist Church. Uh, I got saved, and uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today, but I got saved. I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior on October 27, 1996. It was an evening Sunday evening worship service at a little church not too far from here, actually. And the preacher got talking about hell and about people who don't know Christ to be on their way. And uh, we've actually been visiting this church for a couple weeks. And uh, a good friend of mine who introduced me there uh, at the end of the service there as this preacher went to the invitation, he just kind of put his hand on my shoulder and said, hey, don't you want to get saved? And I realized at that moment, Joel, I was lost. I was undone. And I said, yeah, I, I need to be saved. And uh, we went to a Sunday school classroom and he took me down the Romans road. I'll never forget it. And uh, God opened up my eyes and realized that I was lost and I was on my way to a devil's hell and and that night, I accepted Christ as my Savior, and uh, God has changed my life ever since then. Uh, a couple years down the road, I got a fellowship with God, and then uh, a little bit later on, God brought me to this church in the year 2000, January 2000. We came, and uh, we rededicated our lives, and roughly about a year later, God called me to preach, and uh, and now we are where we are today, almost 21 years later. God has blessed us richly, brother, and uh, I'm excited to be able to do this and see all the opportunities that God is opening for our ministry as well, too. So 
Uh, that's who I am in a nutshell. So, uh, Brother Joel, won't you tell well, us a little bit about you? My name is uh, Brother Joel Moreno. I'm a PK. For those of you that don't know what a PK is, oh, a pastor's yes. kid. There it is. And uh, I got saved actually in the year of 2005. And uh, I remember that I, I was playing around with with salvation itself. I was very doubtful and I had uh, told my dad that I was saved. And I guess as everyone else, you know, I, I told myself that I was saved. Uh, but it wasn't until 2005. I remember we were at the dinner table. It was a Saturday evening. And I fell under conviction and I was crying and my dad asked what was wrong. And I said, God, or dad, I said, I don't feel that I'm saved. I know that I've told you that I'm saved and I've told myself that I'm saved, but I honestly believe in my heart that I am not. So mm. he said, there's not much more I can do for you. He said, the only thing you can do is just ask God to save you and believe. You have to believe that God can save you. So I did that day. I prayed. I got on my knees and I prayed and I asked God to save me. And uh, a few years uh, down the road, I, I was called to preach as well. So uh, now I'm an evangelist. I've been an evangelist for over a year, Amen. actually coming to two years. Amen. And um, I love serving God with my family. I have a beautiful wife, uh, Natalie, and a, a handsome son, Avid. And we're uh, evangelists across the world, wherever God may lead us. Uh, so that's pretty much who I am, and we are located here in Louisville, Kentucky. My dad's a Spanish pastor at Burning Bush Baptist Church, and we're also here. Uh, we we're part of Victory Baptist Church as well. Amen. Appreciate that. And I tell you what, you all have the cutest little boy, and I always <laughs> forget his name. I don't know what it is. It's it's Avid, right? Avid, that's what you said. It's Avid. Avid. <laughs> and every time I look at him, I just go. Hey, boy, come here. <laughs> I always keep forgetting his name. I don't know why that is. So, um, so I'm pretty, I'm very excited about the ministry that God brought you guys our way. Um, we started a Spanish church here about what, 16, 17 years ago, I guess it was. I believe, I believe it was 18, I believe. 18 years 18 ago. Years. Yeah. And our former pastor, Dr. Gentry, got with your dad. Yes, sir. And who was looking to, uh, for God's will for his life at that time, where he wanted him to be at, and never thought it'd be Louisville, Kentucky. I always thought he was going to Mexico. Mexico. Yes, sir. And he come across Brother Gentry. And man, I tell you, if we get an opportunity to have your dad and Brother Gentry uh, on our podcast one time, I'd like them to share that story because there's, there's some funny things involved with that, too. Of course, yes, sir. But uh, God worked it all out and brought your family here to us. And uh, y'all been great friends and dear friends to us as well. I actually got to see you and your brother and your sister grow up. Y'all were little kids when y'all first come here. Yes, sir. Yes, and, sir. We uh, were. Now we're serving the Lord together. Of course. I it's love a blessing. it. It is de definitely a blessing. Amen. Um, again, our, our podcast ministries is called Thy Word is True uh, Podcast Ministries. And we're basing that off of John chapter 17, verse 17, where Jesus said, Sanctify yourselves uh, through thy truth. Thy word is true. And Christians need to understand if we're going to stand in the gap and be a bold witness for Jesus Christ, if we're going to be able to let the redeemed of the Lord say so, then we need to make sure that we're given the truth. Sanctify, sanctify ourselves through thy truth. And the Bible says, I believe it's 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And that is what I pray uh, Joel, that we do with this this ministry is we rightly divide the word of truth. Amen. Um, 
Now, to give you folks who are listening kind of an idea of what uh, God led on our heart, we'd like to take the truths that the world sees that they're trying to apply to different topics in life and the truth of what the Word of God says about it. And this is going to range from a lot of topics. Um, We're going to try not to be too political, but uh, I'm not going to promise anything. Uh, We may get into into some of that. Um, uh, Real quick, just to think about that. Brother Joe, we were just talking about that mayor up in New York and um, the statement that he made about getting their numbers down with this whole coronavirus going on. And folks, if you've not seen this um, this little clip on Facebook, it's everywhere and you should be able to find it. Uh, but he simply stated that they got the numbers down. God didn't get the numbers down. Divine nature didn't get the numbers down. Faith didn't get the numbers down. And I mean, I tell you, it, it's a scary thought to think that they are not putting God where he ought to be, you know, and the, the, the city itself is, is, is a pretty wicked city. Of course. You know, of course. So I don't see how he can make a statement like that, but pretty, pretty sad. Pretty sad. Yeah. So It is. It is sad. And, you know, it's sad to see that pretty much all around the world we see how a lot of presidents have gotten saved. And they've put their trust in Christ and they say we cannot do it without Christ. And when it comes to some mayors, you know, they're trying to exclude him out of the situation. When in reality, while we're going to be on the topic today of salvation, a rescue, you know, we needed a, someone to rescue us. And I believe that's what we need mostly in our times. We've needed it all along. But if we need it at any point in time, it's now more than ever. Amen. Absolutely. And uh, that's exactly what we're going to get, and our topic is going to be today, is uh, we're going to be looking at the the truth of salvation or the origin of salvation. Um, and th- this is going to take probably several ep- episodes to go through. And we're just going to kind of scratch the surface today uh, to kind of get the thought out there. And uh, Joe, we both have different definitions that we looked at uh, about the, wor- the word itself, uh, save and saved. And uh, won't you share what your what your study found that you where you looked at the word up and what definitions you came out with? Well, okay. Before I, we get started, the doctrine of salvation or so, soteriology. I hope I'm soteriology. I'm, soteriology. <laughs> uh, the meaning that I got from the Strong's Concordance of the Bible, the Greek word uh, so, so, soteria, I soteria. Is, mm-hmm. is rescue or safety, deliver. Health, salvation, save, or saving. That's the, the translation it gave me from that Greek word. So I believe it's rescue, safety, deliver, health, salvation, save, and saving. That is the meaning of the word salvation that I got. What's the... the- well, I didn't, uh, the salvation that I found, and I'm going to get to that in a moment, but um, saved, and the word saved or save, I should, let's just start with it. the word save, S-A-V-E, uh, is the root word of salvation. Um, you get every, you get all the other words from that. And in the 1828 Webster's Dictionary, um, I found the definitions of save is to preserve from final and everlasting destruction, to rescue from eternal death, to deliver or to rescue from the power and pollution of sin, and to spare, to prevent, or to hinder from occurrence. Uh, in other words, protection is what that is. 
And then the word saved, S-A-V-E-D, uh, as in past tense, as it's already happened, also out of the 1828 Webster's Dictionary, also says preserved. But I like what this says. It says preserved from evil. Hmm. Uh, kept uh, from injury or destruction. Uh, kept or prevented. Um, I can't read my own handwriting. Spared and taken in time. And the word salvation, I actually have a, a Bible dictionary that uh, I have, uh, or a college Bible dictionary that I have. And I like this definition here. It says deliverance from the power of sin, bottom line, redemption. Hmm. Now, what I get of that is man's universal need for salvation, I believe, is one of the clearest teachings of the Bible. Correct. And what I like to try to do today, brother, is go and look at the beginnings of salvation. Um, and I actually let the origins of the Bible come alive and let the truth of salvation come about. Now uh, we could talk about what a lot of people think salvation is. Yeah. Um, you got, you know, I can be a good person, you know, as long as I'm a good person or and again, we're, this salvation we're talking about salvation to be um, forgiven and on our way to heaven. In other words, and people think if I'm good enough, I'll get to heaven. Or if I give enough, I'll get to heaven. Or if I go to church enough, I'll get to heaven. Uh, well, right now, no one's going to church. So I guess no one's going to heaven, if that's <laughs> be the case. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, things like that. So that's that's what I want to kind of look at. Okay. I agree totally. Uh, there's a lot of, I believe, uh, in our time, there's a lot of confusion on salvation because there's so many sects. Is Did I say that mm -hmm. correctly? Right. So many sects out there that have... Uh, confused a lot of minds especially on the door knocking uh on the door knocking uh approach i guess there's a lot of them that go out and they say that they're talking about salvation but they go and confuse people i feel like with a lot of different things that are far from the truth mm -hmm. they have their own manuscripts they have their own books they have their own uh bibles if you say if you would say but it's far from the word of truth that we know so i i, I totally agree with this origin of salvation. I believe it's important for everyone to hear. And I know that most of the people that probably hear this podcast probably know the truth of salvation as well, but uh, it's never bad to go back and, and restudy this, this doctrine. Uh, just looking up the word saved in, um, I, I have the, um, the e-sword on my phone here, and it's a great resource for everybody out there. Uh, sword of the Lord produces uh, some great material, reading material that you can read and you know, this is not a plug-in for them whatsoever, but just kind of giving me an idea what I'm getting this from. So they have this app that you can download. It's called eSword. It's a Bible for your app, and it has all sorts of helps on this. And so one of them, the helps says is you can search a word in the Bible, and it can tell you how many times it's found, how many verses it's found in. I looked at the word saved, because uh, as you was talking right there, the, the verse, uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 13 came to mind. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you talk about people in different sect uh, religions talk about saved in so many different aspects, but they leave out the one true definition, and that's through the blood of Jesus. And so the word saved in its general form is found in consequence, not consequently, but generally in both areas here, it's found 104 times in 104 verses. Hmm. And one of the one of the first ones I see here is in Genesis chapter forty seven, and um, and they said, "Thou hast saved our lives; let us find grace in the sight of my Lord, and we 
will be Pharaoh's servant. So this is talking about Joseph, uh, the story of him when he uh, was was uh, given power under Pharaoh and he saved an entire kingdom from the from the plague, basically. Uh, so there's a, the word itself being mentioned. Um, but the thing of it is that the word itself also is being. I'm sorry, I just messed that up here. My phone was acting weird. Uh, the meaning behind them, basically. So in Romans chapter 10, where we find a lot of about the road, the Romans road that I found here. And in that verse, uh, 10, 13, what I have about here is I can, I can actually bring up strong numbers on this. So I can look up the definitions of the Greek or, or a Hebrew word. So verse 13, again, saved, Greek word, so diesel. So now is it... Uh, uh, the first one you said, what'd you say before the origin, Greek origin of the word salvation? Uh, so, so, soteria. Soteria. So this is sodizo, uh, which means to save, that is deliver or protect, literally or figuratively, to heal, to preserve, to save, to do well, to be made whole. And so as we look at the origins of salvation, uh, Joel, I like to take a few moments and talk about the book of Genesis. Okay. Now there's not a direct um, line of salvation in the beginning. You know, in the beginning, God created the world. He created the earth. He created everything in there. And God said, let us make man out of our image. And we know the story goes on that he took a rib from Adam, made a woman, and he gave them complete and utter you know, freedom in the garden and to eat anything that they wanted to in the garden of any of the herbs or any of the trees, but just one. And he said, if you eat of this one, surely I shall die. In other words, don't commit sin. And we had the free will to do that. So long story short, they committed sin. They realized that God had to kick them out of the kingdom or out of the, out of the garden, I mean. And he didn't really present an act of salvation there, but uh, he did present an act of mercy. Um, so what I want to go to in the Old Testament, and let's talk about this here, is God's first, first act of salvation was with the flood, where God saved Noah and his family. Eight people in the entire world that has been populated now, he saved eight people. Now, why do you think, now, as great as, as great as salvation as that is, as we're looking at that salvation, I'm wondering why just eight people? Hmm. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. It's a good question of eight people. Now, eight in the Bible, if I'm not mistaken, is the number of new beginnings. So when I think of salvation, I'm, I'm going to get a little giddy here. New beginnings. You know, when we get saved, the Bible says we are born again. Correct. Okay. So he saves Noah and his family, eight people, to start a new beginning. That's exactly what happened here. Yeah. So here we find the first act of salvation by God. Uh, and it is in the flood with Noah and his family. Um, the salvation of Noah and his family reviewed by the Apostle Peter. And this is where I'm going to get some scripture here today. Uh, in 1 Peter chapter number 3, um, we see this act of salvation reviewed by Peter as a pattern of that full salvation which we receive in Christ Jesus. Um, and it's in Peter chapter, First Peter chapter number three, 
and we're looking at the last section of that verse, last four verses, verse number 18. The Bible says, For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit, but which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, which sometime were disobedient, and were once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was a preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls, were saved by water. The light figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God, by, good, um, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers and beings made subject unto him. So Peter reviews full salvation in that event of Noah. So that's that's kind of how I found that being the first full act of God's salvation. Yeah. And I could I could agree to that. I could agree to that. It makes a lot of truthful meaning. Mm -hmm. It makes a lot of sense in in that translation, that interpretation of that that scripture. Okay. And in, in your study, what what are you found in the uh, the truth of salvation? Well, the truth of salvation, I had Matthew chapter one. Okay. And I was uh, reading verse number twenty three, where it says, "Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, with being interpreters God with us." It's actually verse 21, I'm sorry. That's okay. It says, And she shall bring forth the Son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Hmm. So right here it shows us the salvation, which was Jesus. Jesus is the rescuer. I guess he was on a rescue mission to save us from our sin. <clears throat> okay, yeah. And... uh I, I'm sorry. I was looking at that word "save" uh, there in this in, in, in the uh, concordance again, being a Greek word uh, "sodizo." I think we just talked about that same word. Uh, it's the prime root word, whatever that Greek word is. I can't say that. <laughs> and again, to save, to deliver, to protect, to heal, preserve, save, do well by making whole. Um, so. Salvation is not in anything else but a divine plan of God. Correct. Correct. If we remember, and I didn't write down the scripture, but if we remember when he was praying in the mountain with his disciples, when he said, Father, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. He was seeing if there was any other way. But he, he had received the prophecy. It had been prophesied from the beginning that there had to be a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And he was the sacrifice. And we see how intensely he was praying. It said that he was dripping blood from his forehead. And he was praying, Father, if it be your will, let this let this cup pass from me. But there was no other way. So salvation is only this way. There had to be a sacrifice. There had to be a rescuer. And Jesus is the rescuer. He rescued us from sin. Mm -hmm. He saved us from hell. Honestly, if we see in John from chapter 17 through verse or through chapter 20, we see first how he prayed to be glorified. And then we see in chapter 18 how the rest came about. And we see the trials that happened in chapter 19. And then 
uh, we see how he was crucified. And then chapter 20, we see how he had to raise from the dead. He was he resurrected from the dead. So salvation within itself was Christ. Christ had to go through these things for, so we can be saved. Mm -hmm. So therefore, again, it was a rescue mission, I believe, that he had to come. He's seen the condition of man, that we were sinners, we were lost, we were on our way to hell. But he's seen that there needed to be a rescue for us. There needed to be a defender for us, which he was. Now, let's let's think about, uh, not think, but let's back up a little bit there. Um, you said that we need to be saved from hell, which is the truth and the origin of the, of the salvation that we have in Jesus Christ. So for people who may not understand that all the way, let's back up to hell in general. Um when God created this pit back in Isaiah chapter 51, I believe it is, uh, where Lucifer rose up and thought he could overthrow the kingdom of God, which we all know that did not happen. Uh, and then he convinced a third of the angels who were created to worship God to actually follow him, which was kind of a uh, an impressive task in itself. But God said that I will, uh, he would cast them out of heaven into the horrible pit and I believe that horrible pit is hell, the Bible talks about, or Sheol. And uh, and God sent Lucifer and his angels down there. So bottom line, God did not create hell for you and I or anyone else in this world. Correct. But it takes a decision for us to make in this lifetime whether or not we're going to spend eternity in heaven. Uh, the Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die, but after this the judgment. So we know there's life after death. Uh, God is created as a triune, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. When God made man, he made man a triune being, body, soul, and spirit. Now, when this body dies, the soul, the, the, the spirit goes back to God, but the soul lives on in one of two places because God only has created on the afterlife heaven or hell. Correct. So we have to understand that salvation is not anything to get us out of trouble as far as, you know, present trouble in life we see every day. But spiritually speaking, salvation is that bridge that gaps that the hole that's in between God and man. Um, going back to the Old Testament, we see with the first act of salvation there in Noah in the book of Exodus of the Old Testament, uh, the most experienced in salvation is found in that book. Now, this is where the children of Israel are under the, the power of the Egyptian government. Uh, they're building their pyramids. They're doing the things for them. And uh, we know that salvation takes a sacrifice. And th this is what is taking my mind back. When Moses came onto the scene and God used Moses to speak to Pharaoh saying, let my people go. God showed an ultimate plan of salvation that gave us the, uh, oh, the blueprint, if you will say, that is going to be needed in the future. And that's where he said, take a lamb, a, a, a first firstling of your of your flock, unblemished, untouched. Keep it 14 days. And then on the 14th day, you're going to slaughter that lamb and you're going to spread the, the blood over the doorpost. Because on that night, God was sending the angel of death to take away the firstborn child, the firstborn son of every family in Egypt. And so we see the saving power of God uh, uh, of the children of Israel. And this is just one of the acts. There's so many in the book of Exodus. Um, but when we're thinking about the sacrifice Jesus gave for us, as we talk about in the New Testament, we see the blueprint in the Old Testament. Correct. Um, where, I mean, spreading that, that blood on the doorpost. You had to believe 
by faith that what God said he what God told us to do, he would accomplish his promise in the midst of that. So if the Bible tells me, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, then I'm going to take God at his word and say, if I put my faith and trust in Jesus, as the Bible gives us in scripture, not as man tells me, not as some you know other person in the world tells me, but as the Bible says, then I will be saved. Correct. Amen. Amen. Um, and so that, and then you and I have experienced that in our life. We share that testimony here today as well. Um, I, I had this written down too that, that I wanted to share, but I think I'm going to hold this for our, our next time because uh, as we, I want to continue looking at the Old Testament and you, I like how we did this. You had a lot of the New Testament in here in your study, and I had a lot of the Old Testament here. So I like to do that again uh, next week. We'll uh, kind of combine that again, look at some more salvation experiences or acts in the Old Testament as we relate those to Christ in the New Testament. Okay. All right. I like that idea. Yeah. Awesome. That is great. Sure. And, uh, and folks, we're also going to be uh, uh, putting up a Facebook page for our podcast to allow questions to allow thoughts to be given to us, um, even topics. If you've got something in the, in the Bible you'd like for us to talk about, you know, um, we're just starting this thing out. We don't know what God's going to do with it, but we're just going to be faithful to him. Amen. 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 And uh, so we appreciate uh, appreciate you listening in. Joel, any final thoughts? No, I just I pray that it's a blessing to you guys. Uh, like I said, I mean, if you think of the time that we're taking, about 20 or 30 minutes of these episodes, we can't really zoom or put everything in perspective in one episode. So I like the idea of, of continuing to explain uh, clearly what, what we're trying to talk about, the truth of salvation. We cannot cover it within 20 to 30 minutes. 